0: Is you and your restaurant ready for when a disaster hits? This is the question we're gonna cover in today's show. I'm gonna share with you our personal experience from yesterday. And yes, we're in Texas. And yes, it is extremely hot. It's in the middle of June. And uh, how would you think a natural disaster is going to happen? I'm going to share with you our experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And five tips to be disaster ready so you don't have to deal with uh, some of the stuff we had to deal with yesterday. Recording this, it is a Tuesday morning. And uh, Sunday night, just a couple nights ago, we had a humongous storm. Storm. Uh, where, I mean, I didn't, I mean, cause we don't watch the news much really where we had lightnings, there was wind, there was rain. Um, it was very loud for like about an hour or two and you could hear the, uh, sirens and the police cars or whatever passing by. And in the morning, obviously on Monday morning, we got up and out and about, you know, when you would drive, you know, the cones in the middle of the road, you know, were all moved. There were trash cans in the middle of the road and, um, Then obviously we got to the restaurant just to figure out what's going on. First thing we walked in, the restaurant was rather warm. You're like, the ACs, you know, what's going on with that? And you walk in and uh, and what I'm going to share with you, these are some things that happened to us. And so it turns out, you know, we go to turn on the hood. The hood does not turn on. uh, And I'll share with you how that happened. But uh, the appliances. First thing we checked is, you know, the make line. Is it up to temperature or not? Does the oven turn on? Do we have gas? Do we have electric? You know, electricity, power. Do we have internet? So you just kind of go down. No, we don't have that. We don't have that. We don't have that. And um it, it turned out to be this. And then you realize, oh no, this doesn't work. That does work, but this other thing doesn't work. You know, uh, are we able to open the door? Because if the oven doesn't work, you know, so it, it resulted to be this extreme chaotic day and we did not get internet till 8:30 p.m. at night and the phones were not working. You're like, I'm not going to post it on social media, you know, and our online ordering is on our website. Uh, customers come into place to order online. So yes, it goes, it shows to the customer that it went through, but it doesn't actually print in the kitchen you know that results a disaster obviously we have like we're working with grubhub that is not necessarily directly talking to our system so they don't know that it does work or it doesn't work then in the evening um obviously um you know we have a fast casual restaurant so the our servers were it was just coming in and out and the servers were taking orders in the front for our dine-in and then uh like 30 minutes in the server's coming back and say, Hey, their table, so-and-so, you know, it seems like they've not gotten their food for a while. And there's this other table, this, and it turns out the tickets were not printing. So you're going to make the most out of that, you know? So eventually with the make line, the make line wasn't working, the, the plug. So we had to like move the make line to figure out which plugs do work. Some of the plugs with the few stuff, some of the plugs were not working. Some of the plugs were working. Um, it was, it was a extreme extreme intense day and again it just like considering it's the middle of june in texas you know h- how is this possible right and you know one of the things we also did we went to talk we have a chick-fil-a in our strip mall we know the owners and we have their cell phone and you know we got a wing stop we, you know we visited our neighbors to figure out what did they have what did they not have one of the things we did realize that uh, some of these bigger uh restaurants like chick-fil-a they have multiple companies for their internet and their phone so if one is down The other one's working. Well, brilliant affairs, you know. Anyway, so we learned that as well. That's a side note. It resulted to be this disastrous day. We were not sure if we're going to open or we're not going to open. Customers are walking in. One of the ovens is working. The other one's not working. I mean, we had to send some of our people home. Then on top of that, the closing tasks were not done properly. And so that added another, another layer of stress. It turns out that they had left the hood on all night because the lead on the shift did not know even the hood existed. I don't want to go deep into that. And they burnt, the it burnt the hood, whatever the thing on that, whatever, everything burnt. And uh, so that again, all in all to say that a natural disaster can happen anywhere. It doesn't matter where you live in the US or planet earth. Disaster, it could be natural disaster or any kind of disaster can happen. And it is critical for you and me as restaurant owners, as business owners, protecting our assets, protecting our people to make sure that, you know, we have a plan in place before we need the plan. So when we need it, we already have a protocol in place and our people are informed and we're equipped to handle whatever is thrown at us. And I'm gonna share with you five tips that I hope it serves you in coming up with a disaster protocol for your business and your restaurant so you are ready when the disaster hits. I didn't say if the disaster hits, I said when, because let's be real, friend. Uh, we live on planet Earth and it's bound to happen. So step number one in your planning for disaster is to have um, ideally written, if not mental, but ideally written somewhere where you have a sequence of critical, whether it's equipment or things that you need in order to be functional. This, first off, you come up with this sequence list based on the critical position that they're in. And you know that, you know, like these five things I need to be functional and be able to open the doors, right? The other things may not be as critical, but it's important to have them in a sequential way. So when you come in and then there's a disaster, you know, I'm going to first check this, is this uh, working or it's not working? And then move on to the second, move on to the third, you know, otherwise you're going to be hit by 20 different things that need to happen. And you're like, oh, the, Toilet also need to be plunged and we don't have electricity and the oven doesn't work. And the make line is this, and there's a customer waiting on a catering we had scheduled, right? And you need to have what in terms of priority, have a mentally, have a sequence that you go through so you don't lose it, that, that you stay focused and calm in the midst of chaos. The question is again, do you have that list? Do you have a list of, you know, equipment and different things that are critical to your operations? If not, it'd be great to do that today right? Because again, this is not a sexy topic, but it needs to get done before you need it. So when you need it, you're ready for it. The second step in being disaster plan ready or what have you is to have a point of contact and a repair company associated with every single piece of equipment in your business. Right. The AC, do you have an AC company that comes and services you? You have to have this somewhere, maybe in a whiteboard. And I, I don't know where you have it, but that you're able to easily and very fast access that. So uh, your POS uh, point of sales, you know, what's their phone number What's you know, when it comes to disaster, you're going to be calling people, right? Uh, for, you know, do you have spectrum or time one or whatever it is for your phone, for your make line, you know, we have equipment, things that come in, you know, for our hood, for our oven, you need to have these point somewhere very quick that you can refer to, to make a phone call um, according to your list. Right. And this also is useful because randomly we have, oh, our POS is down or uh, our manager may not know how to do something with our POS system. They call my husband for this. My husband's the one, hey, call our POS system. The phone number's on the board, right? So, you know, we always, you want to have that available, that list available. You need a plumber. You need electrician, right? You need all of those that if an issue comes up, your staff knows what to do, who to call, and you have that easy access so you're not wasting time and minutes, uh, you know, figuring out who to call, who not to call. Do you know what I mean? So uh, have a list of the equipment that I told you that are critical for you. Second step is to have the list of your point of contact, their phone number, uh, the name of the company, their website, and all of that. Step number three is to stay calm. And yes, I know it sounds so poetic, you know, when people tell you, calm down, you know, as though they don't understand the level of stress you're under. I totally understand because already as restaurant owners, we have enough stress to go around. And when something extra happens, you know, it's really hard to stay calm. But I was talking to one of our managers um, the other day about this topic of, you know, how to get our people to stay calm, especially on a Friday night or whatever, or in this case, when a disaster is happening and things are really going wrong. Um, and, and that I remember a line from a movie that's about like two spies. Uh, there's a point to the story. They're like these two spies that are out there and, uh, in some wilderness. And they're kind of surrounded by a large group of people that are, you know, whatever it is. So they're h- kind of hiding with their guns and all of that. One of them is a guy who's very experienced. The other one is a newbie uh, spy or something like that. And so she's telling him, how are you so calm? You know, because they're surrounded. And he said, I'm not calm. I'm focused. And the reason I'm saying that is because it is very hard to be calm in the middle of the stress. I totally get that. However, what we can do is to narrow our focus and focus on the solution and particularly focus on things we can control. The natural disaster happens. And as I was mentioning, you know, the, the closing shift, they did not like they moved dishes around it. There was not enough prep from the night shift to the morning shift and you know, the oven, you know, Anyways, all kinds of stuff that had happened from the previous night, they're out of my control and I cannot change them right now. So I need to focus on what I can control at this moment. And I know it is really hard, but I think it's more practical to think about staying focused on on the things you can control versus just telling you to stay calm. You know, things are crashing and burning people. How am I going to stay calm, right? You know what I mean? So... Uh, I hope that's a tip that serves you. Now, I am not the best at this myself to stay calm. I easily get stressed and I'm not the best at it. It's an area I am working on. Particularly, it's not really healthy to get too stressed. You know, when your heart starts pounding, you feel a knot in your stomach, you know. Um, I don't need to describe stress to you. You know how it is. So it is important for us to stay focused on what we can control, especially when disaster happens and then it's very chaotic. And as a leader, it is critical to set the example and stay calm and focused. Step number four in planning for disaster here that I want to give you is another tip. And that is it is critical for you and I to have some skills when it comes to problem shooting, to assessing what the problem is and be able to fix some of the minor issues in our restaurant. Some of the restaurant owners and again, I'm, I'm not, you know, I myself, I'm guilty of this, is that we may say that, oh, I'm not tech savvy. So we don't know how to fix some of the POS system or internet issues or something with the phone is not happening. Um, or I'm not a plumber. I'm not an electrician, right? So in here, you know, I I actually admire my husband for this. He's the one who specialized in mastering that aspect of the restaurant. The reason is, as you know, calling tech people technicians to come out and help you is extremely expensive. And I'm not going to open that can of worms because I totally don't understand why they have like $150, uh, like a trip charge. And, and I'm like, how much per hour do you charge? You know what I mean? Um, which, you know, a lot of times is a hundred dollars or more. And it hurts because my background is in engineering. Uh, and I know an engineer will not make a hundred bucks an hour. But okay, we're not going to go there. But, um, the point here I was going to make, it is important either you or somebody in your management team or figure, you know, actually the other day we have an issue with our, um, restrooms and it turned out one of our drivers actually used to work for a plumber before, you know. So maybe you have somebody in your company, a staff member, um, somebody or one of your managers. If not, it's going to be on you, right? So in my case, you know, with me and my husband, you know, we own the restaurant, so he's able to master that and, and he's good with his hands and he has had to spend hours learning. And yes, it is time consuming and nobody got time for that. And, and it's, a, you know, whatever it is, but it saves you a lot of money, be able to solve some, there are two parts to this that you need to learn some of these things, though you hate doing them, whether it's the plumbing or fixing the internet is two things. One, saving money. Uh, so if you can solve some of the minor issues in the restaurant, then you can save that money versus paying it to a technician, especially if you're not super profitable just yet. It kind of hurts to you write a check, 300 bucks here, 400 bucks here. And sometimes you have a technician who comes over um, and they cannot fix whatever it is the problem is. They will still charge you. For that problem, you already know that, right? The trip chart, you still need to write them a $200 check, even they did not fix a thing. That's, I don't want to go there. The second reason is if you don't know what on earth you're talking about, when a technician comes in, they can assess from your body language that you really don't have a clue. They will have you for lunch, friend. Um, they will uh, waste time that they're checking this, they're checking that. And because they're charging, a lot of them, the technician is charging per hour. They're going to spend hours messing with this thing, messing with that thing. Oh, I'm going to change this or whatever that is maybe even unnecessary. And I'm not saying all technicians are like that but we have encountered many people who will abuse your ignorance if it certainly appears as though you have absolutely no clue so always when we have a technician who comes out we either have our manager if not mostly my husband is he has a way changing that what do you think about this why are you saying that what about that what if it's not this you know always questioning the technician so holding them accountable so first off they've solved the problem asap and not charging us extra right so This tip number four, which I was trying to give you, is about you learning some of the solving, being able to solve some of the minor issues in your restaurant, whether it's the plumbing or electrician and different stuff. And again, one, to save you money so you can solve some of the minor issues. Second, not to get abused in the world where, you know, again, it is business after all. People will have you for lunch, friend, so... Make some uh, money uh, at lunchtime and don't give your lunch money to someone else, you know what I'm saying? So that was another tip for you that I hope it serves you. Last but not least, you need to have a budget for repairs in particular, and even disasters. Um, in your restaurant and there are many reasons for this. In the, in the first two years, I would like every time we had an equipment breakdown, I would also have have an anxiety attack. For one, we were not very profitable in the first couple of years. As I've mentioned many times on the show, right? We were not very profitable and like, whoa, why is that breaking? What, you know. Things would break all the time and they continue to do so. Uh, things, you know, also like you have a lot of tear in in your restaurant, right? Because hundreds and hundreds of people go through your restaurant or use your restroom as an example. Like our toilet seat thing, or somebody sat on it wrong and it would be like shaking and we we had to call a plumber to come change that. It was like $600. $600 for that. I'm like, dude, we didn't, we didn't plan for that. Why is this happening? You know, and then always, I mean, if it happens to you guys, but this breaks and something else breaks and something else breaks, like they all have to decide to break on the same month that, that happens in our restaurant. I don't know about you guys, but so once I realized, Oh, this, this just will continue to happen. You just need to have a budget for things and be like, you know what, $5,000 a year is going to be for budget and servicing equipment. It is just part of the game. And when you think about it that way, you know, you won't get as stressed and you won't be surprised because equipment will break down, things will break and you need to service things, disaster is going to hit uh, you, you need to have a budget for things. Now, it could be different for for your restaurant, but ultimately just having that mindset. That, you know, every month we're spending $500 a month, for instance, servicing uh, our equipment. And one of the things that happened is we were not servicing our equipment and the equipment will break down even more. So if you choose to service your AC or service your oven on a monthly basis, a few hundred dollars a month, again either way it's extremely expensive and it's unpleasant let me tell you i I hate this topic I, i really don't want to have this conversation but if you pay monthly service and equipment you need to discern if it's a good choice for your restaurant sometimes that is better than having the equipment break down and needing to replace that equipment okay but um for disasters you equally need to have a budget so when it happens you're just not shocked. You're like, you know what, we have a budget set aside for that, even if it's a mental budget you have in mind. it's. I'm not saying necessarily go open a bank account, separate, move money around, which you definitely can do that. But all, ultimately, you know, when this happened, my husband was like, you know, we, we it's probably going to be this much for this repair, that much to come change the fuse there, to get the electricians, probably going to be this much, it's going to be about $1,200, right? And I was like, okay, that's fair mentally i was able to stay calm because i thought you know we need to have a budget for the disaster and here it is you know it happened and it it needs to be focused on what you can control disaster is going to happen we cannot control that we can control our reaction to it how prepared we are um and how we zig when it zags you know what i'm saying all right, friend. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Making Dough Show. If you've not subscribed, be sure to do so. Give us a thumbs up. If you're watching us on YouTube, know that we're on YouTube as well as all the podcast platforms to make it easy for you to tune into the show. I would love to hear your disaster story and uh, what are some of the unpredictable things happen and how you went about it. Uh, send me a quick email to show at gmail.com. I read every email that comes in and I will respond. If you've got any questions you would like us to cover here on the show in a future, episodes, let me know. Again, you can also go to our website, show.com, download some of the free resources we have for you, helping you make some dough, all right, and this business. Uh, again, I appreciate you, and I hope that you're super busy today, and until next time, bye.